Welcome to the To Be Honest podcast. Today, I'm talking to Michael Gallegos, who is a 23-year-old student at Mission College in Santa Clara. He'll be sharing about the struggles of finding peace after he lost his father and discussing his experience within the vocational program called Year Up and how they helped provide him with the tools needed to keep him busy and to find purpose. So welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you so much for having me, Avery, and thank you for providing this space and audience for people to listen to one another about their issues that they face. Of course, I'm happy to do that. It's nice to meet different kinds of people and just hear their experience. So um, I'm excited to hear about yours. So before we start, I like to ask every guest, to be honest, how are you doing today? To be honest, today I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. It's a beautiful, bright, sunny day out, not too hot, 78 degrees, which is, in my opinion, perfect. Um I have my cat rubbing up against my leg here, so he's giving me love, and that's always nice to have my little guy here rubbing up on me, showing me that love. So to be honest, it's a good day. Thank you. Awesome. That's so nice to hear. I am definitely on board with the idea that 78 is a a very good temperature. I don't do well with heat, and I don't do well with the cold, so... (laughs) I totally understand that. So to get started, I wanted to talk a bit about your background um, and you have experience with depression and anxiety. So I was hoping you could kind of touch on what were the first symptoms that you experienced? Well, if we're going to go long term, (laughs) I guess I could speak for a lot of people when I say that uh, I, in my opinion, started to face depression and anxiety issues right around uh, my preteens age and junior high, you know, just trying to fit in was very hard and trying to find a group of people that I could really relate to or finding that group of friends who I could have that support from was a little bit difficult. But eventually over time, I became a social butterfly and began to meet people and get friends and really started to break out of my shell. Uh, from this introvert to an extrovert and really, you know, turned it around for myself. I can go anywhere and have conversation with anybody and it really boosts my day and I can tell it boosts other people's day as well. Having a friendly little elevator chat or just little chit chat here and there could really make a difference in people's lives. And I found that that was a way for me to help appease those Uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression by finding peace in other people just from everyday interactions. Um, Kind of getting in that mentality of, huh, like, this isn't too bad. You know, like before I was feeling like I was alone, but even little interactions with people on the day to day really can improve your mood. Yeah, that's awesome that you're I mean, it sounds like it's a it's beneficial to both people like you're getting something out of it. And also you're making someone else's day. So I really love that. Was there something that helped you break out of your shell? Something that actually helped me break out of my shell was my dad. And I'm going to be talking uh, a lot about him in a moment. But my dad, whenever we would go anywhere, um, go to restaurants more specifically, I would be the kid that would always be quiet, like, oh, dad, like, can you order me this? Because I I was too quiet and shy to order for myself, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you would figure somebody who really loved food like myself, they would be eager and and, uh, anxious to order food. But I couldn't even, like, speak up for myself and my dad in a lovingly father 
way would say, you better speak up, boy, like the server can't hear you and you're not going to get anywhere in your life if you can't like ask for something or, you know, like, you know, really ask for what you need. And I realized like, yeah, like I'm trying to make the server's uh, life easier and I'm over here, you know, like too scared to order my own meal. And I know that's a silly thing to think about, but his nudge on my arm of hey like you need to speak up and ask for what you need really put my young mind into perspective of hey like if i don't ask for what i want then how am i going to get it um and with that little interaction ever since then i realized that i wanted to engage more with people and really talk to them that's awesome yeah i like that i I think it's such an interesting, um, it's like a small but a big lesson at the same time. Like it's one thing that he said, but it, it kind of like triggered you to kind of change how you interact with people, which is really cool. Um, and I do want to talk about your dad. Um, I know that he passed in January of 2021. So I wanted to ask you about the grieving process um, and just hear a bit about your dad as well. I will admit I still am in the grieving process, uh, you know, even though it happened last year. I mean, really, in perspective, a year is a long time, but at the same time, it really isn't. Going through the grieving process has been a familiar thing that I've dealt with before. It's unfortunate to say, um, but I have felt and been through loss before my own father, my own father's passing. Um, I had lost many friends before, um, you know, even pets honestly, was something hard to deal with, right? Like losing a pet is a really tough tragedy, but losing my dad was just something that nobody was prepared for in my family. And, you know, we all just kind of came together during a time of COVID when, you know, it was really hard for families to get together. We couldn't even go and see my dad in the hospital because of the COVID restrictions. And, they pretty much had guidelines put in place to where you could only go in under excruciating circumstances. And they somehow made like an exception for two people to go in at a time um, to see my dad. And we went in to go see him. And after we saw him and we spent some time with him, our family made a conclusion that a decision, I mean, that, uh, we would want him to come home with us and release him home with us so that he can be with us in his final moments. And we as a family decided that would be the best case at the end of the day um, because we just knew that it wasn't going to um, get any better. And because of the COVID restrictions, we figured, why are we going to let him be in there Uh when we can at least bring him home with us to spend his final moments surrounded by his family. After not seeing my family in so many months, we finally got together and spent what was a sad moment together, but what was beautiful for our family to really come together and to be together in, you know, my dad's final, final moment. So it was really sad, but I'm really happy that we could get together to be there for him in a moment where a lot of other people I know didn't even get that opportunity to spend their last moments with 
people who they have had in the hospital. So while it was hard for me to accept what was going on, it it gave me peace to know that I had an opportunity to to be with him. Um, and I it was hard to be ungrateful, uh, you know, considering everything else and every everything else that everybody else has been going through uh, within the past few years. As I was saying earlier, um, I was I'm still in the grieving process. Uh, I still find myself like thinking, dang, like I really wish my dad could see like all the things that I've accomplished or all the places that I've been to. But then at the same time, I'm like, I can go forward knowing that he would be proud of the things that I've accomplished. And that gives me peace. And it does suck because it's almost like watching a movie with a cliffhanger and wanting to know Mm -hmm. what happens next, you know. But, you know, I have faith that he is just proud of everything that I'm doing. And I'm living for him and, you know, living to what I think would be my best life for him. Uh, as well as other people that I've lost in my life. And um, just to talk about kind of like who he was uh, as a person, um, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, the story where he nudged my shoulder and was like, hey, boy, like, you better speak up. Anywhere we would go for dinner to go, uh, you know, just go grocery shopping or do everyday errands, anywhere we would go, somebody would know my dad. And they'd be like, oh, hey, Ray, how's it going? Like, anywhere we go, he would stop for like 10 to 15 minutes just to chat up with somebody. And I would be frustrated. Like, I really want to go home. And I got, I get that from my mom, the, you know, really wanting to go home. Like, okay, let's go, Mm -hmm. let's go. We got to go. But my dad was the social person, always running into people, always saying hi, always giving people love who he didn't know or who may have barely known him. And those same people would reciprocate that same love. And uh, I would see that growing up and that rubbed off, rubbed off um, on me from him. My dad touched all these people's lives who we didn't even know. And that's the kind of person that I would like to be going forward, just showing love to anybody I can and, you know, even if they may not reciprocate that same love, at least I was able to do what I think may have brightened their day. He sounds like an amazing person um, and sounds like he made a huge impact on the world, um, whether it's like his small world or, you know, like the bigger world at large. Like it sounds like he he really made an impact on everyone that he met every single day. So that's amazing. So thank you for sharing a bit about him. I know that grieving isn't linear for everyone. So I'm kind of curious, like what, what helped you through um, after your dad's passing? Yeah, so after my dad's passing, it was actually kind of funny, but sad. I had just learned that I got accepted into this vocational program called Year Up. And I was so excited because they give you the tools needed to break through to a professional career without having to go to a four-year university. And I'm not trying to like sell you on them or get anybody to join, but they're actually pretty amazing. Like they give you the tools needed to essentially just take courses that would help you get in to a role. It's three different tracks that you can take. Um, and 
pretty much like they work with you for a year to get to an internship at one of these Fortune 500 companies or even some of the smaller startup companies. And you pretty much get an internship. And then from there, uh, depending on how you do, you either get a full-time position or they help you to find other uh, internships. And they just work with you to ensure that you have what you need for success. I was and still am forever grateful for that program because it's just amazing. Uh, They provide counseling services, grieving counselors, uh, and it's all free. You know, it's like, wow. How could, how could I ever return the favor of everything they've done for me? Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, I am all for sharing resources, so feel free to continue talking about your up. Um, I am curious, like, what, you, what track you decided to go with and what you are doing now. I decided to pursue the data analytics path. And yeah, I chose data analytics because I had always been interested in computer coding and I had always wanted to learn how to code. So they pretty much set you up with classes for six months at either Mission College or West Valley. Did really great. Um, Learned a lot from Python coding, uh, Linux, SQL, C++, and a lot of other courses they have you take helps you to grow as a professional like business communication that helps you learn how to write letters and how to uh, handle business meetings. Essentially, uh, they teach you how to manage time with your manager and how to set up a schedule for your month or your day day by day. And after those six months, um, they do an assessment on you based off of the work you've completed in the program and your schoolwork. And, uh, through your interactions with the staff and through your counselors, they all meet. And depending on who your counselor is, they advocate for you. So they can pretty much, you know, say, we think Michael would be a great fit for this company or that company. And I was fortunate enough to get a internship at Salesforce, which they're very big uh, marketing cloud company. and they do so many things, it's hard to list off what exactly they do. But uh, I was able to land an internship as a campaign marketing analyst. It was really cool to have that internship because I had pretty much the most professional job out of anybody in my family, even though it was only an internship. Like, a marketing analyst, like that's pretty huge. Even as an intern on my first attempt, that was a very defining moment for me. And um, I learned very important life lessons and networked with many people outside of the Bay Area and even outside of the United States. And they were really great people. And I learned a lot of things from other teams, which was very valuable information. Um, Before this program and Before my dad's passing, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but they gave me that stool. Europe gave me like a pedestal to like lift me up and to show me like, oh, here are all these available options to you and we can help you get there. And so I went through the internship and I really liked what I was doing. I did not, uh, I did not decide to extend my contract 
um, only because while I did love what I was doing, I felt that I could grow in many other ways through other avenues. And uh, I decided to pursue music production now. So I'm actually about to take music courses and I'm about to or well, I'm in pursuit of becoming a music producer. <laughs> That's really cool. You've had quite quite the journey, but I love that how much experience you got from Europe. It sounds like that was just, I mean, especially right after your father's passing, it sounds like that was kind of a, a bright spot um, during a darker time. So it's really cool to hear about how despite, you know, something not so great happening in your life, you still had these opportunities that um, provide you with growth um, and ways to learn. So it's really cool to hear it, that you're even like expanding what you're going to be doing in the future to music production. So um, yeah, I, um, I'd love to switch a little bit to talking specifically about your mental health. Um, and I know we've chatted before and you've mentioned that you've experienced depression and anxiety. So I was wondering Um, when you first realized that maybe you were experiencing depression and anxiety and what did you do? Yeah. So in specifics with, uh, the passing of my dad, I noticed that while everything was, everything was overwhelming, but somehow I felt calm. It was almost weird how calm I felt because it felt like, I knew that everything was going to be okay, even though everything was distressing, because at the end of the day, like, I knew, like, we're all here together, and, like, at least we're here and we're safe. Like, even though it's a sad time for us to be together, like, considering COVID and considering, uh, you know, the lives that were lost, uh, I was just grateful to see that we were all here in good health, other than, you know, unfortunately, my dad. Um, but I started to notice signs of depression when I wouldn't eat. Um, I just found that I had no appetite, which is very rare for me because I love to eat and I'm a big foodie. So I just wasn't fighting any hunger. And um, luckily, you know, I had a I have a pretty big family, so everybody was constantly around making sure, like, hey, guys, like, we brought food, we brought food, we brought food. Like, every day people would bring food for us, and I would just eat, and it would be hard for me to eat, but then having my family there, like, eating and then saying, hey, like, you know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself, eat, and that helped me a lot to realize, like, oh, wow, like, I'm... I'm not alone in this, like, I'm sad, and it's right to feel sad, but we're here, and, you know, like, I don't want to make it harder on anybody else being um, distraught or upset or anything, not that there's anything wrong with that, like, these are normal emotions when facing death, like, you know, it's just a natural human emotion, but for some reason, to me, it felt in that moment that in my and my family's best interest that we're calm and not distressing each other um, in an already distressing time. But a way that I like to cope is, you know, I'm going through this and this is really bad, but at the same time, like, I could have it so much worse. Like, there are other people that I know 
that have it worse than me. And I'm not trying to invalidate my own experience or, you know, uh, compare traumas to other people. But just personally, in my own, you know, belief, I think, like, it could always be worse. So I'm grateful for what I have. You're dealing with something and then other problems that you could normally go through would be bad for you in the moment. But then you're dealing with something more severe that those other little issues seem pointless in that moment, even though they're not, you know, as I'm saying, as I was saying, I'm not trying to invalidate anything else. But, you know, it's just those things that, you know, at that moment, you're just like, how can I focus on anything else when this is all that's on my mind at this moment? Yeah, understandable. Is there is there anything that you did or anyone that you reached out to during that time to kind of help you process your emotions? Yes. So uh, Europe provides great resources. They have grieving counselors and counselors to help you work through um, any situation that you may be going through. And I didn't. I re- I reached out to them, and I also reached out to my friends as well. Um, my mom especially was the main one that I reached out to, uh, during this time about like how I was feeling. Um, but, uh, the, to the people that like, I really, really told like what was going on. I told my friends, um, you know, every little feeling that I felt because I feel that I could be the most honest with my friends. Not that I didn't want to be the most honest with my mom, but just that she already had enough on her plate and my friends were there ready to support me in any way that they could. And, you know, whether it was to be a shoulder to cry on or an ear to listen to talk to, they were there in any way that they could be. And I'll forever be grateful for that because, you know, it would, it would suck to not have anybody to vent to. And I would recommend to anybody that has emotions bottled up, you know, I know some people may be introverts or they may keep things to themselves, but there's nothing really wrong with having someone to talk to or to have that outlet to vent to because keeping emotions bottled or pent up inside is never good in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, And I appreciate that you touched on the support network that you have, because that's so important, even if it's just like one person that you can like go to for whatever. I think that's really crucial when a lot of people are struggling with their, with their mental health or just emotions or going through something in general, just having that one person that knows everything um, can be really, really important. So thanks for sharing that. I'm just curious, are there ways besides um, like seeking um, support from friends that helps you to manage your mental health? Yes. Oh, man, there's so many things. But the top 10 things that I could list um, in this order of, you know, favorite ranking at number one, I would say would be music. I love music. As I was mentioning earlier, I'm going to pursue a career of music production. Um, I love going to music festivals uh, with friends, even without friends, quite honestly. Um, 
going to music festivals is freeing because you're out, you're listening to music, depending on who it is that you like, you know, either you're relaxing or you're jumping around or you're moshing or you're shuffling or, you know, you're doing a line dance, whatever it is, it, it, it is freeing to go out in a crowd with people and to listen to music and to see people dance and having a good time. Um, so that's number one for me. Number two is exercise. Um, I've always ran uh, since high school. I was in cross country and track even throughout uh, some years of college. And I always would get a runner's high from running. And it's just an adrenaline rush that you get. But you release all that uh, serotonin or you get serotonin from running. and it's just that feel-good chemical, and you feel amazing. I know it's crazy to say, because some people would say, you feel amazing after running? How could you? Like, But yeah, like after I run, and I have headphones on while I run, and I listen to my music, I'm like, ooh, like, kind of kind of hurts, but it feels great. Like, I'm sweating. Like, I don't really like the heat, but it's great to, like, exert energy and to, you know, run away like you're not running away but like you are running away like you're releasing those uh you know whatever energy you have or whatever you know you're just you're just running and exerting yourself and it feels great um number three is sitting in the sun i like to uh sit in the sun and really like let the warmth touch my face and like practice breathing while sitting in the sun it just you feel connected to the earth um and i think that's great uh number four would probably be my cats i have two cats and they're just charming little guys you know they somehow know if i'm in a sad mood they'll come up to me and nudge me a bit and they'll like wake me up in the morning you know of course to feed them but they'll wake me up in the morning to like nudges and love and they'll purr on me sometimes they'll like be little devils and they'll like run around the house and like knock some stuff over but it's still cute you know it's like if it, it, it makes me feel it makes me feel good to see these little guys running around and that's another uh a tip that i would have if people are feeling lonely like you know maybe a pet could help I think that having a a companion there with you is is great, you know, maybe even two little guys if you can. Um gaming is probably number 5 for me. Uh I game quite a lot with my friends sometimes, but yeah, just, you know, having a game that you like to play or you know, spend time on is always nice. Uh especially in a time if you don't want to like spend too much time outside because of whatever may be going on you can find escapism in video games and you know it's not too bad if you find a fun game to play you can spend hours doing it and you can get rewards in the game for playing it so it's always nice to collect some chap some trophies or whatever you can in any game I know I said 10, but I'll just list those five as being my top five because <laughs> I could good. talk all day. 
<laughs> those are those are great top five or a great top five. So thank you for sharing those. I yeah, when you talked about running, I was like, I have like terrible knees now, so I can't run as much. But when I do run, it's like you feel so much lighter, like mentally after going for a run. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I know like running like for most people sucks. <laughs> no one really likes it. But if you do get into like a groove, even if you like go for like a walk or a like slow jog, like I think anything can help really, but that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> oh yeah. I completely agree with that too. Mm-hmm. And what really helps is, you know, getting headphones or even earbuds and listen to empowering music yeah. or whatever you may like, you know, but in my in my case, like if I'm going to go for like a light walk or, uh, you know, a sprint walk, I'll listen to some like fierce music, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Beyonce or, you know, some like rock music <laughs> or like nice. model catwalk music and, you know, just <laughs> practice, you know, that uh, confidence and, yeah. you know, just walk with a little pep in your step and get into the groove of the music. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'd love to chat now kind of more about the importance of opening up um, and the future of your mental health. So I first wanted to ask, why do you feel that it's important to talk about mental health? So it's important to talk about mental health because um, even in my parents' youth, I feel like it was a stigma to really have quote-unquote mental issues which everybody faced right like I don't know why it was such a big deal in the previous generations where uh you were deemed crazy if you were sad or you know if you had an episode you may have went to some insane asylum which is crazy to think the the progress that we've came from then to now where we realize mental health is essential to regular health. I think that talking about mental health really shows everyone that we're all not alone in how we feel. We may feel alone in those moments, but there are so many humans on this planet. And while everyone may have not been through the exact same thing, there's somebody else in this world that has gone through something similar that you may have been going through. And if you're able to talk about your own stories or your mental health or your experiences, and you're able to reach an audience that may have been through something similar, then in my opinion, it helps because they know they're not alone. And I feel like being alone for some people may be a good thing, right? Like some people are just naturally introverted and they don't want to be around other people and that's fine you know do what you like like there's nothing wrong with having time for yourself but in my own case and opinion um it's nice to have outlets it's nice to have you know two cats or friends or even interactions with random people on the street on the daily just hey how's it going good you know laughing it up or whatever those little interactions improve my mental health. And if I can help improve others' mental health by being there, by, you know, having this friendly little chit chat, then I'm all for it. And, you know, I just, 
would like to help in any way that I can improve other people's mental health by talking about it or by chatting about it. And uh, me and my friends are all in a place to where if we have something on our chest, we can talk to one another and get it off and really talk about our core emotions and our feelings. And it's nice to be seen and to be heard and to be able to let it all out to people that really care and really listen because I would go crazy <laughs> if I didn't have like somebody to say, oh my God, like, you know, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And they're like, no, like, you're fine. I'm here. We got you. You know, what can we do? How can we listen? Yeah, I think that's a great, great message. Um, I'm curious, what advice would you give to someone? Um, I know you just mentioned, like, it's important to open up about your feelings. So what advice would you give to someone who is struggling to open up um, or just hesitant to talk about their emotions with someone else? So I have felt hesitancy in opening up myself. Um, I know that I just wanted this whole spiel about you should open up and you should, you know, uh, have these outlets to open up to. But you should also want to be mindful of who you open up to with your emotions and just you know, be mindful to who you may be opening up to just because you don't know their uh, mental maturity or you don't know, unless you're their friend, obviously, like, you just never know, uh, even your own friends, like, what they're going through. Uh, and if they're in a space to accept what you're about to tell them, then by all means, spill your guts out and do everything you can to, you know, release that uh, energy or depression or emotion that you have going on. Um, I would say that you just got to do it. <laughs> this is cheesy, but like Nike, you, you just do it. You, uh, you know, really say, hey, I have these real emotions that I'm feeling and there are other people in my circle that I can chat with to get these emotions out. So let me go to them and ask if I can vent to them. On the flip side, how do you think that friends and family can support someone who is grieving and experiencing mental health challenges? Like I was mentioning before, the point that we're not really alone in the experiences that we go through because there are so many humans on the earth that, you know, at least one of us somewhere in some time has been through something similar that we're going through. Um, so just finding peace and knowing that you can have others that have went through something similar, um, you can find peace in them and knowing that again you're not alone in facing this experience and um it helps because you're just not facing this these issues on your own you're you're having this outlet where you're able to exert that concern or that depression or anxiety and you can confide in other people who may be going through the same thing and it's just 
it helps, you know, it's talking, in my opinion, is the best way to get something off your chest because pent up emotion is just internalized thoughts. And when you're when you're alone and you're overthinking, you're just adding to that depression and anxiety because you really just don't have an outlet to let it out to. And you're kicking yourself down or you're saying all these rude things about your own self or the world around you when it doesn't have to be that way and i know it's easier said than done but you know you can you can truly change your own perspective if you really tried and you know it's not gonna be instant but it takes steps you know it may take it may take a year or several years or it may take a week it may take one night with a group of people or it may take one interaction on the street you know just from someone asking how your day was or having a simple little chit chat with you i was hoping you could share like one thing that you've incorporated in your life that you think others should too to help with either grieving or to just maintain their mental health i would say healthy eating goes a long way and mm-hmm. i know you know some people may think oh, like, why would I want to eat a fancy salad? How can that improve my mood? I found that after a few months of healthy eating, my mood started to improve. Like, I was eating things from the earth, you know, like salads, smoothies, you know, just really basic foods that we should be eating already. And just really eating those healthy dishes really, like, helped. Because it was like, oh, this is from the earth. And I'm putting it in me and it tastes great. And, you know, all food is from the earth. So that's silly to say, but, you know, just natural green foods really like made a big difference in my life. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, Thank you overall for being on the podcast. I had a great time learning about your experience. Um, I think you had a lot of like little nuggets of valuable information that you shared today. So um, if you'd like to share anything um, like where people can go to learn more about you, um, the platform is yours. Awesome. My Instagram handle is Mike underscore Gallegos. And that's G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S. I just post pictures of me enjoying life and little adventures that I go on here and there, little nature walks or whatever. Um, And yeah, feel free to follow me. Feel free to DM me if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about Europe or anything else. I'm all game. I'm open to new friends. If you want to go for a hike, let me know. Sounds good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast again. um, And I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you so much for giving me this platform to talk, Avery. And thank you so much for all that you do. We really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. I'm really happy that this podcast just exists. I'm able to do this. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to share your stories. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you again and have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the To Be Honest podcast brought to you by Momentum for Health. We're so happy to be able to share the personal behavioral health and wellness stories of youth and young adults in Santa Clara County. If you live in Santa Clara County and are in need of behavioral health assistance, please call 800-704-0900. 
You can also reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline 24-7 by dialing or texting 988. That's it for now, but we'll be back in just two weeks with another episode. Bye!